We uh, talked a whole bunch about iced coffee, yada yada. And we did. This I've, week we're going to make iced coffee. It sounds like a great idea. It does. It's not quite as warm as last week when we were recording. It's still oddly warm for a cloudy day here. It is. It's. Uh, it was raining a little bit though, Seattle. So, you know, even on a nice day it rains. But very nice, very humid. But iced coffee is iced coffee. Day. I like iced coffee in the winter sometimes too. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I'm weird. It's refreshing. It's easy to drink. It's true. You can have it around. I felt like last week's episode was a little convoluted as far as recipes and recommendations. Um, yeah. So yeah. we'll touch on some of that stuff again, I we suppose. Went, we went kind of all over the board. Right. Um, but we're going to start off with the uh, Freda. The Hario Freda. Hario Freda. So Hario is a Japanese company that makes all sorts of beautiful uh, serving equipment for tea and for coffee, but best known for the coffee world, probably the V60. Mm. Um, they also invented methods and gravity. They did, yeah. We discussed that last week. That's true. I forgot that they did. I, I need to look at my fact-checking again. Yes, you're welcome. So, well, what we're doing for cold brew today is pour-over methods. For our little brew-along, we're doing pour-over methods. So, for at home, if you want that nice pint glass of iced coffee, you can make it at home uh, without going through the process or the weight of a 24-hour brew cold brew but i think we should touch back on that recipe at the end of the episode yeah we'll do that because super easy if you just have one of those like jars pour over like drip pour over cones oh yeah which you know nine bucks at a store a couple cheap filters less than that more than that for cold brew no no no, for just a a drip cone they you just do the hot drip over ice oh that's what i'm talking about oh we're doing it that simple well, I'm just saying. I mean, Seattle Coffee says that I need to tell you ratios, and I don't know if your clientele really want this. <laughs> what's lovely about coffee is it doesn't matter because you can make a good cup of coffee. Um, but what's really cool is you get, you know, you get some excellent equipment to help make better coffee, like this Freda. True. So we'll simplify. We'll go from the the piece of equipment designed mm-hmm. for brewing hot to cold coffee or the Japanese style method. Um, Tell me about this Freda and why is it like this? So the Freda is a tall beaker with a nice little plastic insert and then a little plastic lid that fits under the V60 pour-over method. Um, it's very simple. What's cool about this um, is that the ice sits inside the the porous uh, plastic center, and so it doesn't actually sit on the bottom, and the coffee gets full ability to move around that ice. So it's not actually just being shocked by the ice. It's not sitting there. The ice is getting uh, into contact with the coffee pretty evenly as opposed to just sitting on the bottom and the coffee hitting it. And what I really love about this is the um, diffusion head, I guess you call it. It's just a little plastic lid. You can hear it. Cheap little plastic lid. But what's really nice is the V60 sits on top of this and instead of pouring straight out the bottom of the filter, which is what you want for a hot coffee, it hits the diffuser and spreads out so it falls pretty much evenly across the ice. Um, so it just helps that Sounds contact. Like it spreads out that contact area to Sounds ease, like ease more, that shock yeah, a little bit. More, or even cooling. Right. So that's probably the biggest complaint with espresso over ice or, or you know the hot to cold method is that you can really hit the coffee too fast with that ice or go around. But you know, so, so this kind of lessens even that. Cooling, exactly. Maybe a little and I would feel that this this probably has something to do with the volatility as well. You know, it's a less volatile method of brewing. So I would bet there's some science that's similar to. Um, science. So science. Science. We love science around here. All right, so um, the most important thing to think about and uh, is the same as the brew ratios for, for pour-over coffees. We just use a standard 17 to 1 ratio. 
We're going to be using a Virtuoso grinder uh, in our Papua New Guinea coffee, which is very sweet coffee, but uh, has a lot of good body. It's a very nice coffee. This, incidentally, is another perfect example of why you want to brew with the scale. Yep, this helps a lot. Iced coffee is definitely to make a really good cup. Helps so much with the ratios. Uh, you don't want so much ice in there that, it, that the hot coffee doesn't melt it, because then you end up with a coffee concentrate and too much ice. But then if you have... But then if you have... Um, too much water, not enough ice, then it's just not going to get cold. It's going to kind of be lukewarm, and you have to add ice to it, which will dilute it. Anyway, so it's kind of, you got to find that medium area. I feel like it's about one-third weight, give or take a few grams, one-third weight ice to two-thirds weight water is sort of the golden mean. I guess we discussed that last week. Um, So at the Freda, no different. It's just a slightly different technology. We're using a V60 on it. So for the V60, I use um, with the iced coffee because we are doing a ratio of ice in the bottom that I, I, I like to increase the, the dosage a little bit of the of the coffee to make a little bit more of a concentrate. Okay. Um, so if you were brewing hot on the V60, what grounds to water ratio would you use? Um, I use the same. Actually, I use 25 grams to about 425 grams of, of water total. Okay. 25 grams of coffee. Um, I mostly just adjust the grind, so it changes the speed of that brewing. Um, okay, so adds gonna, to the surface area a little bit. You're going to go finer grind right. then. And okay. part of that is the V60 just did, it's a it's a pretty quick brewer, so if you have two quarts for grind, it just falls right through. Um, and I feel like with iced coffee especially, because you want that full brewing to happen, there's not a lot of aromatics afterwards, so you want it to you know, spend a little bit more time brewing. But it's sort of an incremental adjustment, and it's it's one thing you just play with. It's hard to describe over the, over the microphone. All right, so we have our bucket of ice. <laughs> and... Uh, if it sits in a pan a long time, then it clumps up. So I am going to, since I'm using 425 grams of water total, I'm going to put about 150 grams of ice. So you're adding this ice into the in, the, the center column thingy that goes into the serving the, vessel. Yeah. So 137. There we go. I'll have so one more ice cube puts me over to about 155 grams of ice. Put the lid back on. It's nice because it fits exactly in this perfect little beaker for it. Delightful. Um, grab the V60. It's really important with iced coffee. It's probably the hardest part versus brewing regular coffee is you gotta you still have to wash the filter, so you, you need to do that on a separate vessel. Ah yes. So you don't melt the ice. Don't melt the ice. <clears throat> no warming of the vessel in this particular case, obviously. So we have our hot coffee. Uh, the V60 fits right on top of the Freda. Um, and then we got to grind the coffee. All right. We will come back after the coffee's ground. Mm. Want to smell that? Yes, I do. That is so, delightful. This is uh, Papua New Guinea, you say? Yeah, the Rika Rika. It's a very popular coffee right now. It's, it's, uh. We're rocking it. It's a great springtime coffee. It's flexible for different brewing methods. It's really popular out for the subscribers. So 25 grams of coffee. Try not to get into all the nitpicky stuff of brewing, I guess, right now, per se. But there's a lot of technique that goes into manual. It all makes sense if you think about it. It's just a lot of stuff to to keep in mind. Start with your timer. I like using a little stir stick. Uh, These we had custom made by Drag's Glass, our next door neighbors. I've actually been experimenting with the bloom in my Chemex, ah. um, well, stirring and not stirring. Okay. Um, just because I'm trying to get as little possible in my bloom 
like right. l- little little possible water going through as I can to, right. to do the blue. Well, that's really important too, especially for really fresh coffees. Is you want that coffee to be saturating in there mm-hmm. to get the chemical processes going, but you don't want to flush it yet. Yeah. So you don't want too much coffee in the bloom. So I basically match one to one ratio. So if it's about twenty five grams of coffee, I'll put in you know twenty five to thirty grams of water, depending on what my wrist ends up splashing out. But um, I like stirring because then you make sure that you all those grounds are wet at the same time because you are using minimal water, so it's not going to soak up as fast. Right. So we'll do that. We'll do about twenty five grams. The Hario, I tend to try and pour more towards the middle a little bit just to at the for the bloom just to get the coffee down there. It's kind of a narrow filter, so it's dripping through a little bit. This coffee was roasted on Friday. Today's Tuesday, so about four days ago. Probably optimal-ish. Optimal, yeah, it's getting there. Um, so it's been about 25 seconds. Just keep the pour. So like I said, the V60 tends to pour pretty quickly or, or brew pretty fast. So I do a nice casual pour. Um, if you get the chance to get a flow regulator or something on, a, on, a, on your gooseneck kettle. Or even start by getting a gooseneck kettle Yep. And then when you get into it, you can get flow regulators that add on to the gooseneck kettle. So then you can really be pouring slowly. Is the goal, uh, this is something I've always wondered, is is the goal to almost pour as slowly as it's dripping? Um, That's yes really and no. I feel like there is a lot that goes into the gravity of that. And so you want the volume at the beginning to kind of be pushing through and flushing that. The okay. goal is not to go over. You don't want to overexpose the coffee, but you don't want to underexpose it. So get a little stir stick in there just to kick the edges in to make sure that all the grounds are saturated at the same time. I'm doing a 275 grams of, of hot water to 150 grams of ice, so that will yield the 425 that I need. Okay. But I'm really trying to linger out the pour, so it's been about a minute and a half. This is really cool, actually. The The way this Freda works, the coffee is just kind of, just kind of dripping down the ice cubes. Right, it sort of falls right into it. It's and really that's nice. what it's, yeah. So, just about two minutes here. Yeah, 280 grams. A little bit of superstition, an extra five grams, you know. But with the V60 in particular, because of the fast brew, you want to give it a nice little stir at the beginning, get that coffee off the bottom. My rule for a nice brew with any pour-over method, cone-shaped pour-over method, is really that you're going to have a nice, flat, you know, slightly con- convex uh, settling of the grounds at the bottom. If they're all stuck up on the sides, it means that the stuff at the bottom was over-extracted and the stuff on the sides just never really had a lot of time. So mostly flat with a slight bump? If you can. v 60 is hard. It drains so fast. Chemex, you can give that a good whip. But, you know, I mean, a bump might characterize also a little over-agitation, meaning you spun it too much. Mm. Um, so, yeah. That's basically done brewing. It's about 2 minutes and 45 seconds. You know, they tend to be kind of quick. Um, sort of an issue I have with the V60 is that it tends to be too quick, but you find a nice little median in there. I think that there's a really sweet spot recipe for every coffee with the V60. But it makes a wonderful iced coffee with this method. So three minutes in, take the filter out. Cone is off. Cone's off. See that nice flat surface there? Oh, yes. Well done, sir. It's actually oh. fairly coarse looking. I was surprised. No. Well, no, I'm not, not surprised. <laughs> it's not. So you can hear a little bit of the ice is left in there, but it really it's like a tablespoon of ice. Yeah. So okay. Pretty much all the ice melted. I just dumped that back in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I find with iced coffees too, it's good to give it a lot of agitation. Kind of stir that up. No. 
Give that a good smell. Pretty chilled. Nice, uh, rich aroma. So with... So with the iced coffee, it's going to be chilled, but all that ice melted perfectly. It's as cold as it's going to get from that ice, but still be 100% brewed. Mm-hmm. So this is a perfect time to add other ice to it if you are, if you want that. Um, it's really nice just to drink it almost like regular coffee in a mug. But, you know, that, that recipe then yields just a perfect little pint glass of delicious coffee. Yeah. Shall we try it together? <laughs> At the same time? Mm-hmm. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know, but we ruined the microphone. Nice and smooth, full, like yeah. the buttery raspberry, mm. raspberry oh, yeah. butter that's, a little bit. Like it just that's really juicy. Yep, uh, smooth. Yeah, I do taste the the raspberries on it. Um, it doesn't have. I mean, obviously, when you have a when you have a hot coffee, the heat um, can can block a lot of what you're tasting. Right, but um, especially at the beginning. This is still much different than if you brewed a hot coffee and then let it cool. Um, oh, it's much sweeter, much more yeah. aromatic. You get a lot of the aromatics off the coffee, but you don't get that initial heat that's that's kind of preventing your taste buds. It's all yeah. sort of present at the same time. Yeah, this is um, this is very much like a like a fruit infused water. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of at least that was popular for a while. People fruit. would like. Yeah, the decade of these these uh, travel water things with fruit infusers in them. Oh, weird! I thought you meant Fifty Cent with Vita Vita water. No, 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 no! I'm talking about like people will put actual you know fruit in their water and just let it. 50 we do that, cent. and we do that with this iced coffee. I made one the other day, actually the same coffee, and I put it into a into our muddler and and shook it all up with some strawberries and just oh, made a nice sweet. little. It was good, you know. It's a little odd, but it tastes good, and you get those nice kind of coffee flavored strawberries at the end and. Sort of made my day. You know, summer's here. You were talking about also uh, on that on that note, doing like cold brew with fruit in it. Right. Kind of. That seems almost kind of like a like a sangria type thing. Obviously, it'd be really good. It, so it's going to be pretty volatile. You're adding a lot of organic stuff to that, so you can't let it sit like you can regular cold brew. You know, but I think it's really something for cocktails to kind of make some nice. So, uh, Slate Coffee has the Shakerinos. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But the Ned Flanders in me calls them Shakerinos. 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 I'll have to go check that out. Um, they're sweet. They, they, they're shaken, shaken cold coffee drinks. And I think they put different fruit and like a little bit of simple syrup that's or something. Cool. It kind of makes some nice shaken drinks like that. So that's definitely a trend in coffee shops is to kind of get into that afternoon cocktail feel without adding booze. Right. You know, you're just making a nice cocktail. It's coffee, but it's... it's. This is... I mean, it, it's very different from your usual morning cup, obviously. Right. Before we get into the next one, just one yeah. more question on that. Uh, so if you're doing the cold brew, if you were going to infuse it, would you, um, my inclination would be to prepare the cold brew like usual, um, 12, 14 hours, whatever, filter it all, and then add the fruit and stick it in the fridge yeah. for, um, I don't know how long. So I'd experiment over. Well, fruit gets kind of weird. I mean, I wouldn't put fruit in there for much longer than just the day that you're drinking it. Okay. I mean, I think that there's... I think it gets kind of weird. So this it's would be, weird to look this at. This would be more of like a, if you're planning to drink a lot to, to the day, or maybe you have 
people over some kind of party, events. something like that. Put a event. couple orange slices. You know, we have a gallon half of cold brew right now. You find a good coffee, put some orange in there. What's really fun, I think cold brew really exemplifies this, is that it lets you taste the flavors a little bit more. And because our just, I don't know, we're used to we're used to cold drinks at bars and stuff like that, that maybe we have a better time associating flavors when they're cold. Hmm. Like we're more used to that. And so I think the idea of a coffee cocktail and adding that really appeals to people. And, and so when I taste, it's like, you know, this would be really great with a little bit of apple or this would be really great with some peach. Um, you know, the strawberries taste it excellent with this because it has that kind of raspberry spring berry sort of flavor to it, which is delicious. Sure. All right. So next uh, we have... Are we doing the AeroPress now? Or Let's do the Chemex. Chemex, okay. Yeah, so we're going to get into two more methods that are more reasonable for what people might at home. I really recommend the Freda if you're into this. Um, I've sold a lot for other people because they taste it, and it's, a, it's just a really nice brew method. But not everybody wants to spend it. But I know. The new, <laughs> ones, the new ones are really slick. This is an old school one. Yeah. Um, the, it's, you know, I think it was cheap. I think it was like 30 bucks, $25, yeah. so read full retail price. It's a really great addition to the to your coffee brewery, especially if you're intro to coffee brewing, to manual brewing, because you get the V60 with it, so you get the ice brew method, but you also have a totally hot brew method application as well with the same kit. Um, yeah, so we're going to do Chemex next, which is very much the same principle, but it's a, um, it's a little bit more, I like it. It doesn't use a Freda. You know, you get a little bit more volume out of it. Um, and if you have a Chemex, obviously you can just... You can do that. Do it with ice. So the hardest part, the biggest difference with that is, uh, is to uh, you just have to wash that filter and then put the ice in. So you have to actually take the, the wash filter out of the Chemex. Mm -hmm. But you get practice and okay. get used to water drips. That's what we do. So if you don't mind me, you'll hear some beeps, and that's me weighing it. Yep. Um, interesting. The uh, every, everyone says you know rinse your filter. Yada yada. Um, I'd like to do a just a quick test sometime comparing rinsed and non-rinsed. I think oh, well, totally. Do to that. me, the most important thing about rinsing the filter is the way the filter ends up sitting. In that's a big one, but there really is a lot of flavor that goes to yeah. coffee. Okay. Um, if you kind of, I think a lot of diner coffee and what people are used to with their regular auto drip systems has a, a lot of that flavor is the flavor of the, uh, huh. okay. Interesting. Just, yeah. The filter flavor. Yep. So right. you get that kind of papery particle stuff that's in there. Um, and you can notice I've done taste tests before. That would be a fun one to revisit. Yeah. Easy to do. Uh, all right. Cool. So I'm going to grind this coffee. Yep. And we'll be um, back. So are you um, are you going a little bit finer so, for this as well than your usual Chemex? Slightly, one notch, one notch. So my usual brew method for a Chemex for a hot brew is 27 and a half grams of the coffee. This is my target, 27 and a half grams of coffee and about 470 grams of water. Okay. Um, that's where I go. So when I want to brew more, if I want two big mugs or I'm brewing three little mugs for people, I up my recipe to 35 grams. Okay. Um, so just, you know, seven and a half more grams of coffee. Uh, 600 grams of water. I tend to use a slightly coarser grind, one notch coarser when I'm doing it hot to give it, um, you know, let that water fall through in a, in a applicable time for the cold brew because the portion of the, of the water is actually the ice. You want to be a little bit tighter in there so that it takes longer to brew because you're not actually pouring as much through. So you still 
need to get the coffee to brew for those sets of time where the volatile compounds break down um, and, and end up in the in the coffee. Sure. I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> My brain drifted. So when you have a when you have a, a a ratio of ice versus water in the coffee, um, you're inherently brewing a more concentrated coffee. Right. Hot brew. Well, you got less water ice. going through. So you're through diluting it when it hits in, right? That's yeah. the principle. And so in order to get an adequate time for the, the length for the brew, mm-hmm. um, you have to just, you know, either add more coffee or, or tighten up the grind, make the grind a little bit more fine right. to kind of get that time. You need. More surface area either way. Right. And you need more time because there are certain compounds of the coffee that actually you know, need, you know, mm-hmm. they, they need more exposure to the water before they, before they can actually make the food. So, yes. Sidebar on the Chemex method. You, so you, you basically do like a 17 to one ratio, yep. 17 grams of water to one gram. Of yeah. Most I of the time. I mean, I do play with that a little, yeah. lot myself, but the rule of thumb when we're actually describing how to make coffee to people and just, it's such a great starting point. It's close enough. I mean, you'll waver between 16 and 18. Depending on the method, um, I've actually been doing fifteen to one on my Chemex for quite a while. Um, it's probably, possibly due to my grind size, mm-hmm. but I've been using the the manual hand grinder. I'll have to bring that in, and we can. So use a coarser grind on that, fairly coarse grind. I don't think so, to be honest. Um, let me actually let me take a look at the the grind you have now. I can tell you how it compares. So you're uh, you're wetting the filter now. Wetting the filter. I put it in there like I'm making a hot coffee. Pour it in there. Um, it will heat up, you know, where the ice is going to be sitting for a minute. But that's it's all. It's pretty comparable to this, to be honest. Okay. The grind that I use. Less consistent. Um. I miss fake John. When's fake John coming back to town? One month. All right. Get rid of real John. Yeah, fake, fake John will be returning uh, if the one month gives you a hint as to who he is. Is that original offer still open? Bag of coffee to anyone who guesses who Fake John is? Yeah, I didn't realize anybody listened to this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> Which I think makes it easy to make that offer. Yeah. <laughs> a million bags. Lifetime supply. He doesn't have a Offers made on this podcast may not actually be real. Another important thing to remember when you are making iced coffee is to remember that you are making iced coffee. Oh, yeah. So you got to put it. ice into the Chemex before you put the filter back into it. You might want to uh, square out your... Thank you. Okay. So we're doing this one. Like I said, it's 600 grams of coffee total, so I'm doing about 200 grams of ice. Yep. Uh, Chemex is a little narrower over neck, so you got to have your finer ice cubes. I really recommend making ice in proper ice cube trays instead of this cheap ice out of the bag that we use. Um, you know, I was thinking... Um, so I, I got, this is totally silly, but I got one of those sort of novelty uh, round ice cubes. Oh, those are novelty. Yeah, those are totally um, legit. And they're, the one I have makes really nice ice cubes, and it's, I, I think they're actually totally sweet. Like I um, I had some scotch with just a single one the other day. Okay. It takes forever we'll to talk melt, about surface which eye, is yeah. wonderful. Well, right, that's and the point. And it chills. Right. Yeah. It chills so, it. it like perfect point for iced cold. coffee. Right. right. Absolutely. Cole McBride, I mean, he's the one that told me about that at Publicos. They have a whole set of ice cubes and certain specifications for the type of water that goes into the ice to make the most cold, least meltable. Can we take a road trip to Las Vegas? Yeah. 
You're the one with the car. Conduit delivers by bicycle. No, well, let's take Vegas. a bicycle trip to Las Vegas. All right, 200 grams of ice. Yep. 35 grams of water or of coffee, depending on what world you're in. All right, Bloom, still the one-to-one -one ratio mm -hmm. on the 35 grams. And just like the V60, you're yep. using the stir stick and all that. Yep, and I actually had these stir sticks made specifically for Chemexes. Um, what really what makes them special for Chemex? That's just what I want to stir stick the most for. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do find that um, the, those, so you, these are glass, you know, nice uh, yep. round ends for stirring. Um, I don't. I don't worry about tearing the filter at all. When I it's really important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we pour the coffee. We're going to. Uh, what do you say? Four hundred grams. Thirty-five. Grams Thirty-five to six hundred. So four hundred grams of water of hot water. Right. So that's gonna sufficiently melt pretty much all the ice in there. Yeah. But again, you know, you gotta watch your pour. Uh, we're about a minute in, and about half the water we're going to put in, which is pretty good timing. On Chemex, is like to be done pouring about two minutes in. So there it is. Two minutes on the dot. 400 grams on the dot. Give it a, one last little stir. I like to kick in the edges, do a little wave pattern, and then one little, two little stirs around there. Keeps it all ni nice and broken up. You want that nice, flat, evenly extracted surface on it. I'm excited to see the difference between this and the, and the Freda. Me too. It'd be interesting as well to just compare regular V60 onto ice versus the Freda. Right. Just a side experiment. Well, and the, you know, I, that's what's really fun is I love the Freda brew method, but I pref uh, as far as what it does with the ice and the and the kind of the diffusion idea behind it, but I really prefer an AeroPress or, or a Chemex as far as a brew method. Um, Why is that? Right now, I mean, the Chemex is just, it's three minutes in, it's gonna be a perfect little brew. It's getting lots of time for that body and those lipids and things to dissolve in there. So a bit, um, a bit it of a longer the heat brew. a little bit better, yeah. And in general, in general, I think it's a, it's a prettier brew method. It takes about as much effort. Um, you know, air press is real quick and you can really adjust those things. So that's a totally different brew method, but um, I just think it's a little bit more elegant. It makes a better coffee. You know, I think the filter is a little bit thicker and that adds a lot of components to it, so. Nice. Um, you know, this brew is still dripping through, but it's three and a half minutes in. Um, probably for a lighter roast, this roast on this is definitely on the lighter end of the spectrum than the lighter roast we do. Um, sometimes you want to give that a little bit more time to get that, that water solubility. They're a little less soluble. But you can hear, there's a couple ice cubes left in there, but... Just like the last one. Just like so the last one, pretty good, uh, yeah, pretty good ratios there. <clears throat> We'll get another pint glass. So either have it just uh, straight up like we did with the other one, or I'm liking the uh, the spherical ice cube ice cubes now for this. Oh yeah, spherical. Uh, the whiskey rocks work really well. Things like that. I mean, it's all about the dilution. I mean, that's the issue with taking hot coffee and diluting it. Is it's just not gonna. You know, you're I'm not a fan. You're diluting it more. Um, have you found whiskey rocks to be effective? Yeah, they cool it down. And they're not effective as far as, I, I like ice cubes sometimes in my whiskey or scotch just because it adds a little bit of water. That's true. Um, so you end up with the Chemex method. Obviously, it's a lot more water, so you end up with more. So it's a better one to share. Um, should we try it? Yes. Mm. I think that's... Um 
I'm getting more more uh, stronger, brighter flavors on that one, I think, but more acid versus uh, the uh, Freda is a bit... Freda doesn't have as much of those bright flavors as the Chemex is showing. It's a little thinner. It almost feels like nice. And I think that could be the brew method is the Chemex is really just giving it more time for those things to develop. Mm -hmm. You know, we had, we had, you know, solid minute longer on the roast, minute and 15 seconds or on the roast, on the, on the <laughs> right. brew. Um, uh, and that's going to add a lot to it, but... Of course, the nice thing with the Freda is you could do something like um, the immersion dripper. Right. Which might give you something more like the Chemex, where it has more time. I think that'd be great. And, and, you know, so you're not just, like, the problem with the Chemex and just using a straight V60 over ice is then you, you have the, the hot brew just hitting the ice immediately. Mm. You know, and then you have that ice sitting there and floating and, and not giving the coffee a lot of, kind of, room to do what the coffee does for a regular brew. So it... it you know, with the Freda system, the diffuser diffusion, it, it gives I would a say bit that time. the Freda is maybe a little bit smoother mm -hmm. in some respects. Um, maybe that has to do with a more even cooling. But yeah, just a thought. I think they're both tasty, though. Oh yeah. The reality is, is that you can make a really nice cup of coffee at home. Uh, Aeropress. One more AeroPress. One more. We're going to run through this one pretty quick because yeah, we we're getting a lot. There's a lot of repetition. Ratios and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So with the AeroPress, just like with the other ones, um, ice is going to go into yep. the vessel that you're serving in and uh, we're going to press into the, exactly. into the ice, basically. So for this one, I do 20 grams of coffee total um, and uh, 340 grams of, of water total. Okay. So for that, we're going to put, um, got to have a little bit of ice. So I'm going to do 125 grams of ice. And the remainder as uh, hot water. Sure. So yeah, again, if you're trying to do uh, if you're trying to do this kind of brewing at home, this kind of cold brewing, you really, really do need a scale. You can't you can't really do this without a scale properly. Anyway. Um, I mean, you can. It's the golden mean. I think that we can recognize that. Well, how how but, are you gonna measure? I mean, measuring by volume is much trickier when, you know, a third of your liquid is frozen. Batman doesn't use a scale. How do you know that? Have you uh, met him? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I should get Batman's interview for the magazine. How does Batman prepare his coffee? Does he use a scale? Don't give away fake John, man. <laughs> All right, so should I give away my secret? Yeah, sure. So what I love about the combination and this opportunity of having all these brew methods is I find that using... The sweet little diffusion lid from the Freda system with a slightly little adaption, adaptation, adaption of a uh, sophisticated mason jar lid ring to kind of give it that space is that you can use the diffuser of the Freda underneath the AeroPress, which is rad. Yeah, or any other. Um, For the most part. Yeah, yeah, pretty much any other method aside from the Chemex. You know, uh, the AeroPress, though, I mean, it does have a pretty wide drip area compared to the other ones. Have you, um, have you done comparisons side by side with using that diffuser and not using the diffuser? I'm just curious. Um, I haven't done them side by side as much. I just kind of just believe enough in the technology. Yeah. Well, the, the diffuser certainly does spread out where that is. Okay, we're going we're gonna to grind the coffee and be right back. So again, with the, the grind on this one, you went, uh, I assume, slightly finer than 
you usually would, or did you? Um, slightly you know, it's else? it's. I didn't. I didn't. I did the same grind I usually okay. do for air presses because there's not really enough coffee difference. Like it's twenty grams. It's not a lot of difference in the in. That's true. The weight. Like, I guess. Um, oftentimes I'll brew an air press with water in the. I, yep, as well. And I tend to go a little bit fine, not not as fine as what they recommend as far as espresso shot on the on the uh, the box instructions, but um, I like to give it a little bit more time. It, it, the AeroPress has that nice filter in it that holds a lot of coffee in there, so that you can actually press down at the end. Right. And so you know, I, I don't want it to be so coarse that the coffee falls through, but I don't want it to be so hard to pull that I can't get a nice long longer brew out of it. Water's just about warmed up here. I so I put 125 grams of water, so that means I'm going to do the uh, 315. 125 grams of ice. Yeah, 100. Grand, yep. Yeah. And you said 340 total. Yep. So. Uh, Two, 225. 215. <laughs> We're almost done, folks. Stay with us. Stay with us. He Two. might not make it to the he end. Might make it. All right. That'll be the next podcast. We'll see uh, how many different ways Jesse can brew coffee in an hour and explain every step of the way without screwing up. Right. Keep his math straight. So what am I doing? 2.15? Yeah. Okay, 2.15 it is. Do you bloom on the AeroPress as well? I do. The thing is with the AeroPress is you want it to stay you want it to stay hot. The The issue is um, Oh, interesting. I don't think they hold heat as well. I don't think the plastic holds heat quite as well. So you're, you're also saying, not brewing as much as, as much volume so it doesn't have that, that kind of cyclical heat generation so I brew as slow as I can which doesn't leave a lot of time for for blooming uh, but you can just pour real slow so I only do a minute of brewing and then or a minute and a half of brewing and then I press it out so 30 seconds I'm about halfway into my pour I try and get my pour in by a minute let it sit for 30 seconds and then plunge it is my usual routine with AeroPress we need a ceramic this is a good time to remind everybody if they're listening we absolutely support other people's recipes on our website so if you have a brew guide or you feel like we're doing it wrong or we want to we love sharing that stuff we'll put your name on it we'll put a link to your blog or whatever um, totally fun to share these recipes with people also science well, science share is good. your science yep unless unless you're telling us we're wrong because I know we're not it's just science so you can't be wrong about that that's right it's like a belief there's that Coffee sitting there. Air press. You got to remember to uh, take it off the scale before you plunge it. Yeah, you don't really want to be pushing down on the scale like that. Nope. I saw a common mistake. Um, it was a video or an article. Or something. I think it was a video. Of someone who had um, set up a um, like a lever right. system for the AeroPress. Oh yeah, the Spressa. So they could get a lot more pressure out of it to to create more of a Espresso-like espresso brew, right? Which you can't really get just from regular. Like you, you can't create the pressure. No, it can create some elements of that. So that just pours right through. Tip that off. Same deal. Most of the ice is melted. Yep. Looking good. You know, it's a shorter time, so maybe on this one, give it a little bit more time to cool down. One last pint glass. So again, this recipe just makes a nice little pint glass. Done in your hand. The nice thing about the AeroPress is it's done in your hand. That's two minutes and 15 seconds. Beautiful brew. Yeah, that's um, that's smoother and a bit sweeter than the Chemex, actually. Yeah. It kind of is almost the middle ground between the two. Yeah. It doesn't quite have the body of the Chemex because it doesn't have a longer brew, but it has a little bit of clarity. We've had enough caffeine at this point that we can make our obvious comparison ease mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. choose what we like. 
Um, I I think I'm honestly. I mean, I love I love brewing with the Chemex, and I'd be happy to do an ice with the Chemex. But I'm still inclined to to ice with the AeroPress. Yeah, that's kind of when I when I've it's, always done ice. It's good. With. It's a little bit more savory on this one to me. Out of this coffee, I'm getting a little bit more of a savory mm. taste versus the Chemex, which is very very sweet, very round. I mean, it's still the same thing we're saying. Like it has the full body, and that's a little bit AeroPress mm. a little lighter. That's true. I guess it, it would it would possibly depend on the on the coffee. Always does. Always. That's the superstition. The beauty of coffee is that you know. This does definitely does have uh, a bit more of the lighter, crisp, crispier. That's the Freda. So that's what I've loved about the Freda, and this is my final conclusion, I guess. Is what I've loved about most about the Freda is that you get those fruity notes. You get something like our old Ethiopian tabletop or the Yemen that's going to be here next week. And those are just going to pop, like the Freda in that system with the V60, really, because you get a nice, clean coffee. You're not going for the rich body of an ice cold brew. You're going to trap those beautiful aromatics of a really light, fruity coffee in there. And that's what the V60 is better at because it's a shorter brew. It's what the Freda exemplifies with that, with that system. Um, whereas you have a little bit more body or a little bit more kind of heavy sweetness you're going for than some of the other brew methods where you're going to give it more time to exemplify those you know, bigger compounds and it would take longer right. to break down. You, right. know, you want that. Cool. So, anyways, very good episode. This is fun. Yeah. Send your great. comments to us and. Uh, hey, if you make a nice coffee, throw it on Instagram and tag us. Please uh, do. Coffee Lovers Mag on Instagram. Find a coffee on Instagram. Uh, I don't know. Tag it. Yep. Coffee Lovers Radio or something. Hashtags like are good. Yeah. Hashtag John did it. We should figure this script out. Hashtag John did it. It's great. Especially if your name is John. Yeah. But if your friend's name is John and he spilled it. Then you can definitely do a hashtag John did it. But uh, yeah, tag, tag your iced coffee and I'll uh, I'll reshare it on on the Coffee Lovers Mag Instagram. Right. Uh, yeah. People love it. Facergram. Whatergram? Facergram. It's my Facer-gram. new company. Facergram. Yep. Like woof. Like woof. <laughs> okay. With an office uh, reference, we sign off. Uh,